I try and see the good in all things, including winter. You can't beat winter, so you might as well join it. I had something great happen the other day. Under normal circumstances, in the warm weather, would have been disastrous. Someone left a half full or half empty, depending on how you want to look at it, coffee cup in the car. Oh, those people who leave the coffee cups. Could have been myself, so I'm not blaming anybody. It started to tip all over, and I'm like, oh no, all over the floor of the car. But it was frozen solid. Yeah. Fell to the floor, and I'm like, you know what? That is definitely a positive thing that I can say about winter, that when you spill your coffee that's been in your car overnight, it doesn't go all over the place. Just got to pick up that big hunk of coffee ice and lick on it. It was a coffee popsicle. It was the only thing I ate all day. It was delicious. I was starving. And it didn't spill all over the floor. So two good things to be had right there. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. We've all been to them. The church potluck. Grab your styrofoam plate and you'd start walking along and you're thinking, I don't want anything on this table, <laughs> including the jello mold stuffed with vegetables. This was a trend way back. Jello was marketing the jello salad, which you said you saw at many a church potluck. I've seen ma- many of these. And really what it was, it was a jello mold, a green jello mold typically, with celery flavoring, which is disgusting right off the get-go. Yeah, right away you've lost. And it basically just looks like everyone dumped their leftovers from the whole week in there, thinking, well, I'll use it up at the church potluck. There's olives in there. There's some walnuts. There's macaroni. There's pieces of chicken sometimes. What the actual hell? So other people remember this, and they were commenting on our Facebook page some of the, the crazy things that some of their relatives used to do, like Judy's Uncle Norm used to make this green jello with peas in it. Oh, that's brutal. Oh, for every church function. Judy, your uncle hated you. That's why he did that. That's not a meal. That's a punishment. Yeah, that's corporal punishment. <laughs> Jello and some coleslaw. No, there's a worse one. Putting roast beef oh. and peas in one of these Jello molds. Messed up. Cold. Like, that stuff's not good cold <laughs> anyway. That's not love. That's hate. <laughs> Someone says it was called sunshine salad. <laughs> sounds what sounds a, delightful. What a lovely name for such a terrible meal. But this is how Jello sold it. Now you can put your salad in a Jello mold. Someone used to put tomato juice in this gelatin to be a tomato flavored Jello. Oh, good lord. Good God. And this was at a church function. This was in the house of the Lord. The only one I I still see around every now and then is the shredded carrot one. Yeah, I shred a bunch of carrots into the jello mold. And nobody wants shredded carrots in a jello. Is it a dessert? Is it a main course? I'm confused. I feel this way with carrot cake too. People love carrot cakes. Like, get your vegetables out of my cake. That cake was perfectly good before you put the carrot in it. Cream cheese icing saves it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need like three inches of the cream cheese icing. Yeah. Then you're good. Then you can put the carrots back in. Nowadays, what would the hipster jello mold look like? There'd be kale in there. Oh, good. There would be avocados. Yeah, there'd probably be some like fair trade garlic. Yeah, (laughs) maybe some pecans. Non GMO pecans. Maybe some, yeah, 100% organic beef. Yeah, some. Some time. Hipsters like time. Oh, they love their time. Oh, hipsters can't and, stop talking about time. And basil. Yeah. It'd be just chop full of basil. And basil. They'd have both of those in there. <laughs> <laughs> both pronunciations. <laughs> Absolutely gross. You can see some of the nasty ass responses on the Country 104.9 <laughs> Facebook fan page. It's disgusting. Please don't inflict a jello salad upon the world anymore. We are past this. It's 2018. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. 
Luke Skywalker's lightsaber from the first Star Wars film. It's one of the most iconic movie weapons. The holy grail of movie weapons. Next to Indiana Jones's whip. It's going up for auction. Said to maybe fetch up to two hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't. It's not even a real lightsaber. No, it's just yeah. There's no light that comes out of it. It's just a cylindrical object. Yeah. You could create one at home, probably. It would be cool to have. It was the one used by young Skywalker in Star Wars A New Hope. And also up for sale is a TIE fighter pilot helmet's going up for sale. Okay, yeah. What prop would you want from a Star Wars film? What I would want from a Star Wars film is to remove Jar Jar Binks entirely from episode one. That's all you want. That's all I want from Star Wars. Well, that's a good request. I think I would want one of the instruments Played by the crazy band in the cantina bar. Crazy, like oboe and shit. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You're sick. Or even that whole entire costume. I'd love to wear that for Halloween. Probably going to get up to about $450,000 because one sold for four fifty dollars last year. An R2-D2 droid last year sold for $3 million. Holy moly. Clearly can't afford these iconic props. Probably have to settle for the, an empty wrapping paper tube. And it makes a cool bong sound, too, when you hit it against another one. Bong. Is it possible to resist bonking someone over the head when you're done with the wrapping paper? Absolutely not. No, it's one of those oddly satisfying sounds, feelings. It's fun. And it's just, it, there's something in your soul that compels you to fight with a leftover wrapping paper tube. It's the same way dads, when they get a stud finder, they have to point it at you <laughs> and be like, oh, it found the stud. It's that same inner compulsion. You can't resist and if you're a kid, too, you can't resist sliding it out from the wrapping paper before oh, yeah. mom or dad's even done with it. Go to get the wrapping paper. It's all, like, limp. And then you got to bonk your younger brother over the head with it. And your parents yell at you because they're like, he's three months old, but you're just a kid having fun. It's tradition. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. I made the mistake of going into the men's beauty section. <laughs> <laughs> Women, they have a shampoo conditioner for everything. Dry hair, long hair, short hair. Oh, there's conditioner you leave in your hair. Wet hair, hair that's in direct sunlight, dark hair that's in the shade. There's a product for every occasion for them. Yeah. Go into the men's section. There's a shampoo six-in-one for your hair, your face, your body, your carpet, your car, your dishes. I mean, you can use this stuff on anything. You can fill in potholes. It takes oil stains off your driveway, repairs scratches in your truck. <laughs> does everything. We all have the same hair. But we don't have the same standards. No. No. But then you also see products marketed towards men. Like, we talked a little while ago about the man-sized Kleenex. Like, why is that better than women-sized? It's dumb. Or brogurt. Yeah. Men weren't eating yogurt, so they, we got brogurt now. And again, it was the same thing. Just same co thing. cost a little more. Yeah. But the, the one thing that's, that kind of sucks for women's products, men have better razors than yeah, women. Yeah, we do. Well, I know a lot of ladies that buy the men's razors because they're A, cheaper, and B, better razors. <laughs> my wife just uses my razors. Now, if I'm going to take razor advice from everybody, from, or from anybody rather, it's going to be Matt Hussey because you have a communal razor blade in your house, don't you? Yeah, we do. Everybody all, uses the same razor. I, we just can't keep them straight, so you end up just using whatever razors in the shower at the time. That's disgusting. Is it gross? To, it, to me, I, uh, I want to puke, but I'm, I think people who live with other people may feel the same way. It's not like you're using the same toothbrush. I don't have a problem with using the same razor with family. But that's like skin and hair and nastiness. Blood sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's a little grosser. And you've only had it a couple years, so you, you still got a couple more years before you can replace it. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. 
Kate Leshu did the most hilarious thing. They tricked rich people into spending hundreds on cheap shoes at a fake luxury shoe store that they set up. They called themselves Pelesi. Pelesi. It already sounds better. Ah, oh, it's en français, Pelesi. Tricked all these influential fashionista people into buying their $40 shoes for 600 bucks a pair. And they sold a bunch of them too, proving that, you know, a lot of people can be tricked. A lot of times just the branding. Businesses along Ontario's West Coast, maybe they could raise their margins a little bit by classing it up. For example, Dollarama. Dollarama. Oh, where'd you get that nice necklace? I got it from the Dollarama. La Blas. La Blas. Walmartinis. Walmartinis. I mean, that sounds classy. Le Garbage Delicieux for KFC. Bed, Bath, and Beyonce. Could anything be classier? Mornings with Matt and Fatty. You were making fun of me a couple weeks ago when I spent money on a cutting board. And I was so excited. The older you get, the more practical the thing is, the more excited you get about it. And when you're a young person, not to say your toys are useless, but like new phone, new laptop, those are great things, but those are things we can kind of all enjoy. It's the little practical things. Having a stud finder that can detect wood and steel, a vacuum is what I've been looking at. All I've heard about all week, you're like the shrimp guy in Forrest Gump. Bubba. Oh, there's vacuums for this, man. There's vacuums for that. And I looked at this vacuum and that vacuum and this vacuum. I'm like, you're unusually excited about a vacuum. I've been doing a lot of vacuum research. Every flyer that's come out the last (laughs) few weeks, I'm like, vacuum? And then the one I wanted is on sale this week. I'm going right after work, man. This better be in stock. There's going to be an excited (laughs) bald guy buying a vacuum at your store today. He's so excited. And I realize I'm about a 7.6 on the old man scale now. Yep. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. I think I'm going to be honest today. When I go to the dentist. You're not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Usually when they ask me, so have you been flossing regularly? And they always ask, Uh, too. Yeah, 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 I I do. By regularly, I mean the last time I was at the dentist. You floss me. So the last time I flossed was at my last regular meeting with you. Do you ever brush your teeth leading up to your dentist appointment an unusual amount of times? Yeah. Time you get there, your gums are bleeding and they think you have a gum infection. What's wrong with this guy? They're wanting to give you medication for your gums being inflamed. It's like, well, actually, I just brushed my teeth 20 times in the last hour. Looks like you just finished a hockey game. (laughs) His mouth filled with blood. Why do we feel the need to lie? Not like we get a discount if we lie. It's just embarrassing because you have good intentions. And you do it the first two days. You go, you buy the floss from the store. You're on point. You feel good about yourself. And then you're in a rush that third morning. You know what? I'll floss tomorrow. Mm -hmm. One day's not going to kill me. One day turns to two, turns to three months. And then suddenly you don't floss. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. The activist group PETA has a bone to pick now with phrases that they say are anti-animal. I have a bone to pick with PETA because it sounds like a delicious Middle Eastern food I grew up with. Stop naming yourselves after delicious food. I know. Kill two birds with one stone being one. They're suggesting feed two birds with one scone. You shouldn't feed birds bread. It's bad for them. (laughs) Because it explodes in their stomach. Teaching new phrases while raising awareness is killing two birds with one stone. But I'm not supposed to use that. Be the guinea pig. Be the test tube. That's lame. You don't test on a test tube. You test in a test tube. Feed a dead horse. Feed a fed horse. Why would you feed a fed horse? Then you're overfeeding the horse and then it gets obese and then it's unhealthy. That's animal cruelty. They're not doing well with this, are they? No. Take the bull by the horn. 
thorns. Take the flower by the thorns. But what about the flower's feelings? Yeah. That's a living thing. What about my feelings? Thorns are sharp. Ow. Seriously, Peta, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag or sound too pig-headed, but the real elephant in the room here is that there's more than one way to skin a cat. This segment brought to you by Spam. Delicious Spam on your grocery store shelves today. Aren't there bigger fish to fry? Mornings with Matt and Fatty. This is very much a debate that could possibly happen here and here in County. We have a lot of farmland. This is happening in Germany. A couple is suing their neighbor. They bought the house in 2011. A few years later, a local dairy farmer rented out his land for grazing cows. The cows are all wearing cowbells. In the lawsuit, these neighbors are complaining that they can't sleep at night because all the cows are walking around and there's dinging. Like, yeah, all night. (laughs) More cowbell. I don't know whose side I'm on here. They say they're suffering from depression due to the lack of sleep. (laughs) But the cowbell is... It's just so jovial. I kind of like the sound. It lifts your spirits. Like chimes. Also arguing that putting the cowbells on the animals is also animal cruelty. It's probably annoying for the cow. Are you team cowbell or are you team bad neighbors? You don't move to farmland and expect not to be near farms. It's like moving to Huron County and not expecting that in March it'll smell like cow. Mornings with Matt and Fatty funny story from grade eight. Your mom would sometimes send you to school with lunch money, but she didn't send the money in like a little wallet or a little purse. She sent them in maxi pad bags. Yeah. And I didn't know they were maxi pad bags. You're in eighth grade. How would you know? How would I possibly know that? You know, those fancy little bags. It's a good use for money, actually, when you think about it. And my mom would not waste a thing. Why wouldn't you reuse that little bag? Unfortunately, I'm in grade eight. One of the grade eight girls took me aside. Do you realize that your lunch money is in a maxi pad bag? She explained to me why the kids were laughing at me when I pulled out my bag. You don't remember that girl's name, So embarrassing. Because that's a, that's, a <laughs> that's a big move. That's a cool move for a grade eight girl to do is pull a boy your own age aside yeah. and explain to him what a maxi pad bag is. And she saved me from maybe being bullied or something. Back then, we didn't have all this great bully awareness stuff. That's super self-aware of that girl. That's a cool yeah. move. Yeah, she saved me. A lot of turmoil. And you you went to school. Was this Effie Med- No, this wouldn't have been Effie Medill. This would have been Little East Wawanosh Public School. Oh, so this was oh, so embarrassing. And did I tell the other siblings? No. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. There's a movement going on. No, there's not. To eat your burgers upside down. Stop misleading people. (laughs) Apparently, it's better to eat your burgers upside down. Why? The top bun is usually larger, like a funnel too, because it's rounded. Funnels all the juices and the toppings will then be on the bottom. Acts as a base where everything's not falling out of the burger. I've seen people testing both and the ones that eat them upside down a lot less messy. And there's nothing more uncivilized than eating a burger. Pretty gross. Everything falling all over the place. But not when you turn the burger upside down. We've been doing it wrong our whole lives, Fatty. What kind of floppy ass burgers are you eating? The bottom bread is so thin that it's becoming a wobbly, juicy piece of crap. It happens. No, not if you're eating like a legitimate burger. It's not a problem how you're eating it. It's a problem what you're buying. I think it's the avocado. It's so slippery. All the toppings then start to slide around. If I go upside down, the avocado will be sucked into the roundness of the top of the bun and make it all better. This is such a first world problem. Are we eating our burgers correctly? It makes me question everything I eat. Are we eating hot dogs properly? Gotta eat it like a corn cob. Is that what you're supposed to do? That way you don't bite off a big chunk and it gets lodged in your throat. If you eat it like a corn cob, less of a choking hazard. Don't even get me started on popcorn. Is it going in the right hole? I don't know. 
Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Is nothing sacred anymore, Fatty. Eric Rim, he's a Harvard professor at the School of Public Health, recommending that a healthy serving of French fries is six. Not six servings, six French fries. Six French fries. You're going to the drive-thru, you're ordering French fries. No, 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 don't give me a full order, just six individual fries. Could you just count out six? Yeah, just count out six. That's all I need. I just need a single serving. Wouldn't the healthy serving be zero French fries? Wouldn't that be the preferable? When you go and order fries, you're not going because it's some kind of healthy option. Yeah. You're going to binge on that because you're trying to get away from the healthy options, You're right? going because there's a hole in your heart that can only be filled with French fries. French fries shaped hole in my heart. Oh, it's a good hole to fill. Oh my God, I'm hungry. You fill it every couple hours. Yeah, it's fantastic. Six though, that's what I take in one bite. Dip it in that little ketchup packet. Fits about six. You use half the ketchup packet. Then I throw that in my mouth. In one dip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's potatoes. If I'm eating the fries on the road, I'll almost drink them. You'd pour it into your mouth till you get like a, a mouthful of french fries and you tip the cup back. When you have a few left over for dessert, you dip those fries in the ice cream. You, now you've taken it too far. No, no, no. It's no, good. you've taken it too far. You've had a funnel cake, right? Yeah. Not much different than that. It's like fried dough. You kind of sold me. Yeah. That's a good comparison. No, honestly, it doesn't taste much different. That's a good comparison. Then a funnel cake. You throw the fries in with your ice cream. Now I have something to do this weekend. Oh, do it, buddy. It's you good. dip your French fries in the ice cream. Interesting. A fries McFlurry. McDonald's. Get on it. Is anybody from McDonald's oh. marketing listening? Ice cream. For, oh, dude. <sighs> yes. Dude, take my money. With ketchup? No, with, you lost me. No, you lost me. I don't want any of it anymore. With, with cherries. Cherry sauce. So it looks like ketchup. Okay. But, it, but it's not catchy. Okay. That would be all. No, awesome. I'm back on board. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Some kids in the Oshawa area unintentionally took some cookies to school, which had pot in it. They were in hospital. They're on the mend. They, they got kind of high. But a police warning, if you have some cannabis cookies in your home, any kind of edibles, make sure they're out of reach of the kids. So this is why I partaked in cannabis when it became legal. Not a moment before it became legal. No, no, never. You would never do that. You're a law-abiding citizen if we have any police. And I had it for my kids. Explain why you got high for your kids. If they're talking about pot, I want to know what they're talking about. I got to have something to relate it to. Took some edibles quite strong. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. And they take a while to kick in too, because you'll have like a cookie and then you'll wait a half an hour and you're like, I don't feel anything. I should probably have another cookie. Well, this happened to me. I'm having a conversation with my wife and all of a sudden it hit. I didn't tell her that I actually took an edible. (laughs) I kind of faked that I was tired and, oh, I better get to bed because I I could not follow the conversation. I was instantly filled with complete anxiety. So I go to bed and I'm laying there. Within five to ten minutes, I thought I was going to die. Everything in me wanted to call for my wife and say, please, can you come to my bedside and just stroke my head? I'm so scared I'm going to die. Complete anxiety. This was not a good experience for me at all. In fact, all I could think about is if I fall asleep, my brain isn't going to remember how to breathe. Yeah. This was the anxiety I had. It was so intense. Every time I was on the brink of closing my eyes, I'd wake up in in fear that I was going to stop breathing. You were so high, you thought that animal part of your brain that makes your heart beat, makes you breathe, the things you don't have to think about, you were worried that would stop working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those animal functions would just shut right down. and, and The I, lizard part of your brain would stop working. I thought I was about to die. So I, I don't know if this is for me, but I had to try it. And particularly as a parent, wanted to try it because I want to be able to firsthand say, 
uh-uh, there's no way you are going to have some pot and then drive. Gosh, I, there's no way I, I could have got behind a wheel after this edible. So let's make this perfectly clear, perfectly clear for everybody worrying about you. Matt got high because he was doing it for the kids, not because he wanted to. No, seriously, I felt like that was a responsible thing for me as a parent to do. Matt ate the cannabis for the children. Did it for the kids. That's the reason, Your Honor. (laughs) (laughs) Mornings with Matt and Fatty. My son, he'd swallowed a Lego head. We were terrified to the point where every bowel movement he went, we'd actually cut apart the feces to make sure this got out of his system. We were worried. Good God. A team of doctors decided to take one for the team. For people like me who would be worried about such a thing, they all swallowed little Lego heads and then experimented on it, see how long it took them to pass, see if they felt any pain. Apparently, nope, no one experienced any pain. Passes within a couple days. That's not the real hazard here. That's not why people are worried about Lego. Your kid swallows a piece of Lego, whatever. The real problem here is uh, the effect of loose Lego on adult feet. Seriously. Now that hurts. I want to see a group of doctors walk across like a coal pit of Lego. Yes. Once they do that, I'll be reassured that I can have Lego in my house. I'm convinced I, I mean, I can't go to the gym no. after stepping on Lego. No. Ooh, uh, oh, oh, I can't that, do my bicep curls today. Uh, it was like a rectangle piece. It was really long. Ouch. Ouch. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. Small school in rural Alberta, the town of Bruderheim. We all know Bruderheim. Bruderheim. Oh, I visited Bruderheim when I was just a wee lad. They've doubled the number of recess breaks that the kids are getting. They arrive at school at 825. They head out for the first recess break by 925. Are they even warm from being inside after taking off their jackets when they arrived? So they're not sitting in class with this model for no longer than an hour. So they're in class for an hour, recess, hour, recess. Based on the Finland system, where every 45 minutes of classroom time, get a 15-minute recess. Working well for them. They say the kids are happier, grades are getting better. and Spins do everything right. I know. Damn those handsome Scandinavians. Here's my problem with this recess model, and I don't have kids, so I don't really get a say, but my problem is I'm all for the kids getting recess. Gets their grades up, they get physical activity, thumbs up. It's the jealousy issue. Why don't we get recess? Where's my recess? Where the hell is my recess? Yeah. I deserve a recess. You deserve a recess. You going to work right now? You deserve a recess. It's called a smoke break. Oh, is that what you that's You got to take up smoking. Well, now we just got to let the kids smoke more. <laughs> There's our solution. Matt and I figured it out. By the way, that's a joke. Do not send us letters. You know who I feel for, though, here? It's it's the kindergarten to grade two teachers this time of year with the snow suits. And time you get all those snow suits, snow pants on for an extra, like, 10-minute break. There's no break. No. You're just putting on clothes at this point. You're just snapping buckles and that's your job. buttons for 30 kids. <laughs> Half of them can't find the other mitt. Oh, it'd just be a nightmare. And again, makes me appreciate teachers a whole lot more. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. A dad made his daughter walk eight kilometers to school because she bullied some kids on the bus. Stomp right there. Daughter bullies kids on the bus. Dad says bullying's wrong. You're walking to school. Okay, I'm with you so far. She comes home, says, Dad, you're going to have to take me to school next week. I got kicked off the bus. Dad's like, I'm not taking you to school. You have to walk to school. Okay. As a punishment. As a father yourself, does this seem reasonable? Yeah, I think this is this is totally legit. Okay, now where the dad goes next? A little extreme? This is my problem with the whole thing. So dad doesn't just make her walk to school on her own. He follows her in the car. Okay, hold on. Stop right there. He follows her in the car. That makes sure she's safe. Fair enough. Fine. He's guiding his daughter on this eight-kilometer walk as punishment. 
He's being a responsible, observant father. Videoed the walk to school. This lovely lady is my 10-year-old daughter who has, for the second time this school year, been kicked off the school bus due to bullying another student. Let me make this extremely clear. Bullying is unacceptable. Okay, so... He seems not too bad of a guy. Calls my lovely daughter. Uh, he, He seems disappointed but not angry right and he, he seems he seems confident in his exacting this punishment on it on his daughter but do you post something like this has he just all of a sudden turned into a cyber bully by posting this on his facebook where there's over three hundred fifty thousand shares all over the news everywhere she didn't ask for that as part of the punishment i think the walking to school eight kilometers is punishment enough? Does that go from being a disciplining father to cyberbullying? Is that cyberbullying? I think he's cyberbullying at this point. So he's just as guilty of the bullying game as she was. That's a tough one, man. Ooh. That eight kilometer walk is a tough one. It's a long walk. And you know, she was upset about it too because uh, father started singing that song 500 miles. Da, 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 da. Oh, see, I didn't even know you were going to do that, but I automatically responded. She didn't even look at him. It wasn't quite 500 miles. And that's deep and guttural. Anytime someone says, da-da-da-da. See, again. You just automatically go, da-da-da-da. Clearly upset. She was really bummed out. Mornings with Matt and Fatty. If hipsters can take over the nativity scene, so can Huron County. And of course, if Jesus is going to be born anywhere, it has to be in Huron County's favorite town. Say it with me. Carlo. Carlo. Yes. Jesus is from Carlo. Joseph could be from Nile, just up the road there. Maybe Mary's from Dungannon. They met at the plowing match. Possibly. Match made in heaven. We probably need a few wind turbines in there. Yes, In of the course. background. No, there has to be wind turbines. Lots of red lights. Kathleen Wynn rubbing her hands together. Yes. Yeah. The three wise men stagger all the way from the boot and Blyeth. After a night of reveling, bring gifts of gold slagger fosters and local craft myrrh. That sounds like something that would happen in Huron County. And they don't follow the star. They follow the first plow out of Blyeth. The first plow. The northern plow. <laughs> and Jesus, of course, would perform his very first miracle as a baby. He would turn water into ice at the Bayfield Arena. Oh, yes. The cow in the scene is a two-headed calf. Yes. Very Huron County. Like at the museum. Very Huron County. And maybe rather than being born in a manger, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph were staying at a vacant store in Godrich's Suncoast Mall. Oh, or, or the little drummer boys. It's not a drummer boy, but a bagpiper from the Celtic Blue Highlanders. Oh, great Huron County bagpiping. Yeah. Band. Yeah, very much. Oh, we could totally localize the nativity. Genius. The Country 104.9 Morning Show.